Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of the Super Movie Studies Podcast, a show about comic book movies approached from every angle and a community of nerds discussing how fiction relates to nonfiction. I'm your comic culture host, Michael Maurer, joined by the not the movie maestro, Connor Cahill, and a diff, a, not a, a scientific scholar at all. Uh, Twitter time. <laughs> what an odd crew. Continue. SMSP is your premier movie discussion podcast. Every week we continue our journey exploring our favorite subjects, superhero movies. Every fan sees the movies differently, so we would gather some amateur experts to discuss certain aspects of the movie. Whether it's money, comic books, music, or science, SMSP talks about it all this week in this week's episode. People have heard the stories. They've read the articles. They've maybe even seen the red streak racing past them. But they have never seen the Flash. Central City believes in the Flash. So do I. Who saves Central City? Hate to rain on your parade. My name is Jay Garrick. Your world is in danger. When you created the singularity above Central City, you also created a portal connecting our two Earths. Where I came from, I was a speedster like you. They called me the Flash. Before I arrived on your Earth, I was in fight with a man named Zoom, and he will do whatever it takes to ensure he's the only speedster in any world. Zoom has been sending metahumans from your world to fight me. You want to go home, you only have to do one thing. What's that? Kill the Flash. It's good to go out on a high note. There you go. It's like you think these things just grow on trees or something. Anyone close to the Flash, all of you, are in a lot of danger. This team that you have here, I'm Patty. Patty Spivet. Kendra Saunders. They will follow your lead. They'll do what you say. Mm, now I'm all warm and fuzzy inside. Woo! I can feel you out there. You don't yet know your destiny. Never forget, I am the fastest man alive. You want to be me? Is that it? You want to be a hero? Heroes die. Only if you can catch them. Flash season two. And yes, there will be spoilers. I don't I don't know the Flash theme song. Um I just sat through seven hours of it last night, but I don't know it. Uh let's do let's do first opinions. Let's let's fly it out to Tom for a first opinion. Um, I thought it was good. I don't think it was quite as good as the first season. Um I love how they went on a different complete different 180 introducing like uh multiple earths and all that stuff i thought that was fun um i thought zoom was uh a good a good villain especially when he pretty much just like destroyed flash in that one episode and (laughs) and kind of knocked barry down a peg um i was get it i just wish the they weren't 22 23 episodes i wish they would like so knock it down to 12 oh my god i'll take 16 i swear to god yeah. 
so much filler that that just doesn't need to be there. There's, you know, and that's a problem with all those CW shows. I feel. Yeah. Um, there's that one whole episode where it's dealing with like the guy that ages and uses super strength, and I'm like, this is filler. This this has yeah. no purpose to any plot. This is just extending Zoom's thing before it actually happens. And this is already a thing that's been used in alphas. It was a guy who had super speed, but aged every time he used it. It's already been done. Yeah. It's, yeah, and they, it, it just really makes it hard to, to get through. But then they'll, they'll have, you know, really good episodes that make up for it. But mm-hmm. I wish, I feel it'd be more solid if they would eliminate the filler. And like you said, either do 12 to 16 episodes. But, you know, overall it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm ready to start season three. I just haven't got there because it's a big time commitment. So, but yeah, I uh, I liked it. Popcorn it uh, away. Pop- did you say someone? I didn't hear. Oh, sorry. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear that either. Uh, yeah. He did it again. Fuck. What'd you yeah. say? <laughs> You're popping out. Popcorn Connor. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I completely agree with Twitter Tom on this. Uh, I thought season one was great. Uh, it was a great origin story uh, for The Flash. Uh, season two was pretty much the ultimate fan service season introduced a lot from the comics that, uh, anyone that knows anything about the flash, you saw a lot of that brought to life, uh, on the small screen, but being 23 episodes long, it just drags on after the, probably after the zoom reveal. Oh yeah. That's definitely where it, because the zoom reveals at like episode 16, I think it's even earlier than that. I think it's like 14. Oh, you might be right. Well, like halfway through the season. But they're, a major driving point for most of these Flash seasons is like, who's the man behind the mask? <laughs> so like the first one, Reverse Flash, you figure it out, and then they got to stop him. This one, Who's Zoom, you figure it out. And then they put somebody else behind a mask, and it's literally just a man behind the mask. And it, it got to the point where I was just like, I I really don't care about who this is anymore. Yeah. And they kept teasing it. They kept teasing it. It was like, who's, who's the man behind the mask? He's like, Oh, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. It it would just confuse you. It would just confuse you. It's like, no, just fucking try me. It got old. Yeah. It just (laughs) got old towards the end, but uh, it does make up for uh, all the multiverse episodes, traveling to the different earths, tying in Supergirl, uh, earth 38. I thought that was pretty cool crossover. Uh, them actually going to Earth, uh, Earth Two, and walking around. Um, yeah, I, I think that they, and they also have like the pulling of the heartstring moments with Barry interacting with his mom or fake mom, and then the uh, death of his dad. Mm-hmm. They're really good at balancing the emotion out. I just agree that they need to get rid of like six episodes. Got to chop that down, homie. And it makes it a lot worse when you're watching it week to week because they'll take like, go, they'll go on hiatus for like five weeks. So if you're, it happened during this season three as I was watching it now, it got kind of long and then they go on hiatus for five weeks. And it's just like, I don't really even want to get back into this. So. <laughs> There's no mini series. They sneak in there. Is there DC legends mm. runs coherently like concurrently right now that it does. Yeah. Yeah. It like agents of shield yeah. had the right idea. They're like, all right, it's kind of a slow show, but in the middle of it, agent Carter. And you're like, well, that's right. kind of cool. I want to say that the second half of Flash season two was when the first season of DC Legends came out. Yeah. Because there were only 10 episodes there. Well, so the first kind of filler, <laughs> but the first season of Legends of Tomorrow was awful. What? <laughs> it was terrible. I, will I not, thought it was terrible. I will not agree with that, but that's a different season topic. Season two was fantastic, but... Uh, 
It's corny. It's very corny. Ah, oh, no, no, no. That's what added to its charm. That's a different top. That's a different discussion. Yeah, maybe that's we'll, a whole other episode altogether. Maybe we'll do that next week. But uh, any more on your opinion of Flash season two? No, I thought it was good. Not as good as the first season. Uh, I agree that it just needs to be cut down. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say. Oh, and I, I do. Uh, I thought it was cool with the multiverse how it gives uh, all the characters an uh, an opportunity to act as different versions of themselves. I think that's kind of a, a cool aspect that you don't really get to see in the other, uh, other TV show. Mm-hmm. It's the same character, but different realities of it. So I think that was kind of cool. That's all I got. All right. Uh, Michael. Flash season two. This, this season thoroughly upset me at the very beginning. I had, I was, I was already put off because in the very beginning, they're like, they open up this world to earth to whatever, that's that's the whole like cliffhanger of season one is what was that portal about, and then they explain her two and whatever. But we need to get back to the main point of season one. Barry proved his father's innocence. His father is now out of jail. All right, and Barry's like, oh my god, we have so much lost time. I want like we should we should live together because like I didn't get to be around you for like 20 years all the entire time of me growing up I wasn't anywhere near you you were in jail the whole time and his dad's like I don't Peace. think yeah I don't think that would be best I'm going to I go, just need some alone time right now yeah you had alone <laughs> the last, time the last 20 years wasn't enough <laughs> oh my fucking god I was like what writer hack bullshit is this like either get him kidnapped again or something I don't know make him kidnapped with Jesse <laughs> Why not? Uh, it, it, sure, it's repetitive, but it's better than like being repetitive and stupid. Because <laughs> you did the same thing where you removed him from the show for such a long time. And it's like either invest in John Wensley's ship or kill him. Um, and they made their decision and then they went back on it instantly. Uh, <laughs> constantly. But, but he stays dead in the CW-verse. I guess. Well... I don't know, his Earth 3 counterpart, whatever. Um, Barry is always looking for a father figure, so there's going to be different versions of different characters to take that role. Okay, so. yeah. And then season two introduced my favorite character in... Actually, it'd be my second favorite throughout the entire Arrowverse, but my favorite character in Flash, and that is Patty Spivet. Patty Spivet was the best... Um, character to add to that because it's just like you have too many people who are too invested in how crazy this shit is and you need one person to just like be relatable from our perspective like we can't just accept how crazy everything is all the time because you need to humanize everything that's going on and Patty Spivet was that character and they gave Barry an actual relationship to try and make work ooh what was that with my dryer, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, but but back to it. And then they fucking write her off, and I just get so mad. Like I'm I'm actually so mad with the entire first half because I believe she did have a different show she was shooting for. So they didn't just like write her off. She had to contract like she had another contract to go somewhere else. Ah, fine. So, it either make her a, ma- yeah, make her a main cast member is what I'm saying. Um, right. and, uh, but, 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 but I forgot what I was going with this. Oh yeah. And that whole first season was just lead up to legends is how many, um, cause they brought in firestorm for just a little bit to lead up to legends. Great. Thank you. 
Oh my God! And Caitlin Snow can't catch a break in this entire show. Either either her lover dies twice or turns out to be a supervillain. Um, and then I just got really confused by the end of it with the introduction of Time Remnants. Um, did not know what the hell was going on, but I was just like, "This is okay." And then that final that final season long cliffhanger, you go, "Wasn't this the whole purpose of season one to not do that?" And then he did it? What? What? You're pushing it, guys. You're really pushing it. You're pushing my loyalty. All right. That's all I have to say about season. I, I, for, for what it's worth, I enjoyed most of it. But there was certainly parts where I was like, this is, you're just making shit up that doesn't follow the progression of your characters. It is very much week by week. Completely agree with that. <sighs> So whereas season one, it felt like everybody was moving towards something. Everybody was progressing towards acceptance of something. Caitlin acceptance of Robbie's death. Um, Barry acceptance of like solving his father's murder. Joe and uh, and oh god. Well, the the entire Iris. aspect of him going into like in the Speed Force, like you, the quote unquote personified Speed Force is like you, dude. You need to get over your mom's death. And that was the whole arc of the episode. It's like, you need to let her go. Yeah. And then he lets her go. And then at the end of the season, goes back and saves his mom. What? It's like, I understand you just lost your dad, yeah. but it's just like, come on, man. That was a pretty big step forward for your character. <laughs> and then you completely just throw it all away. Uh, right after you kiss Iris and you get back together, it's like, hey, let's fuck this shit up again. <laughs> oh, my God. And no. And you know what? Fine. Anything. I, and I will take that if that means I don't get an Iris Berry relationship. Because that was what's what's so great about Patty Spivet. Exactly. It was not an iris, but it did introduce the jealous iris again, which nobody likes. <laughs> uh, I just didn't. I don't like Iris's purpose in the show at all, because she would have been a great love interest character if they didn't make her his sister, and now you've given her nothing to do. Like with that, with that setup, nothing makes sense for her where where she has to go. And then it became like maybe it's investment into spending time with her mother, but then the mother dies. Maybe it's investment in spending time with Wally, and then Wally ends up getting his own track above Iris. And so you know, I just yeah. think these CW shows like only should last one or two seasons and then stop. <laughs> And then they should just pick up a brand new character and go from there because they just sort of burn. There's diminishing returns. It's really heavy diminishing returns on all of them. Maybe not Legends, but whatever. Yeah. Le- Legends season three is gonna suck. You'll you hear it from me. All right. Uh, let's. There's no money involved, so let's move on to a quick comic book section um, where I only hit the hot topic characters because it's a TV show and I'm not gonna hit everyone because oh my god. That would be insane. I'm not going to talk about King Shark. And plus, I already did that in uh, Salt on Arkham. Uh, so we're not going to talk about Wally West. We'll save him for Season 3 when he becomes Kid Flash, which I'm sure he will. Uh, we're not going to talk about Jesse Quick, who I'm sure becomes a Jesse Quick in Season 3. And then I was going to talk about Personified Speed Force, but then I forgot to research it because it's actually some heavy shit. Um so I'm going to let that sit. And we're going to start with Patty Spivet, the best. Uh, in DC Special Series number 1, 1977, Carrie Bates and Irv Novick. Uh, she was another analyst at Central City Crime Lab. Uh, character was not really fleshed out until Barry Allen was revived in 2010 with Jeff Johns. 
uh, puts her back into the book. Then she becomes a minor love triangle between Barry and Iris, which we saw. They dated for a time in New 52. Uh, I think they did. They dated, or at least it was hinted they were dating. I forget. Um, they had the. It's, it's a small. She had a small stint as a time traveling vigilante titled Hot Pursuit. Uh, but we'll just ignore that. We haven't really seen f- much from her since, and I really think that the TV version was a much better than... It's just, it took the small amount the comic book had and whoosh, took it to the moon. Right. How did she leave in TV? Didn't she get on a train or something? Uh, she got a better show, job. Gotta, no. That's, she that's, got transferred. That's right, that's right. Or she was going back to school, wasn't she? I thought she was going to, like, Europe for school. Wanted or something, right? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I couldn't remember. You can Google it. <laughs> Patty Spivet, what happened? All right. Um, next up, we're going to talk about Vibe, since I didn't talk about him in season one, because now he's fully accepted his vibeness. He premiered in Justice League of America number two, 1984, Jerry Conway, Chuck Patton. Uh, Paco Ramon, a.k.a. Cisco Ramon, uh, was a street gang leader in Detroit before putting his metahuman vibration powers to good use and joining the second incarnation of the Justice League of America. Spent some time there before the League disbanded again in 1987. Uh, While back on the streets, he became the first Leaguer to actually die in comics uh, at the hands of androids, no less, in the line of duty post-Crisis on Infinite Earths. That's when the timeline got reset in comic book world. Um, keep up fans <laughs> revived in new 52 and had his own title for almost a year in 2013 hasn't been seen much since uh, he's not the super genius he is in the show but his powers do deal very much with interdimensional vibrations making him a very versatile character they do say that he is able to manipulate the speed force um, therefore like he's able to like fight Barry and shit if he would ever choose to do that or fight the Flash, any of the Speed Force users. Going on to Killer Frost, the Caitlin Snow version, premiered in Fury of the Firestorm, The Nuclear Man, number 19, one of the most obnoxious titles. 2013, uh, Gary Conway, Al Milgram. So these are both pretty recent characters, or this is a pretty recent character. Dr. Snow got her powers when some terroristic hive agents trapped her in a thermodynamic engine prototype in the Arctic. <gasps> Long sentence. And ripped off the coolant, allowing her body to merge with the ice. Okay, whatever. Point is, she ran into Firestorm and discovered that the source of his powers could temporarily heal her of her heat vampirism. She tried unsuccessfully to recreate the Firestorm Matrix for herself several times, seeking that plot for pretty much her entire existence until the DC reboot, Rebirth mini-reboot puts her on the Suicide Squad. Because you just need ambiguous characters on the Suicide Squad, of course. And she is one. Because she gets really angry and kills people, but at the same time, her life is tragic. Uh, let's go on to Jay Garrick. Even though, well, he did premiere in this show. Uh, Flash Comics number one, 1940, Gardner Fox, Harry Lampert. All right, so get this. The 40s were an amazing time. Jay Garrick inhales hard water, which I believe is just water with calcium and magnesium. You're allowed to tell me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> and so it's not that big. Of, like, you shower in hard water is what I mean. Drink Flint, Michigan. <laughs> That's, that might be the next thing. Um, 
He, so he, he, he inhales hard water vapors, which they later changed to heavy water vapors, which are which heavy water is actually has nuclear properties. I think they were trying heavy water at first and then totally forgot what it was and just called it hard water, um, which gave him super speed, I guess. Uh, makes a suit like Mercury slash Hermes and crime fights as The Flash. Lots of small adventures until 1951, where Warbur- War... Where... Um, because of the end of World War II, superhero comic books were declining, and the character was shelved for five years until recreated as Barry Allen. Fast forward another five years, and Jay Garrick is actually brought back into continuity, uh, introducing the concept of Earth 2, which houses all the Golden Age characters that were put on the back burner in the 1950s. So now Jay and his wife, Joan, are a mainstay in the DC Universe, occasionally coming out of retirement to help whoever the current Flash is or harboring young speedsters. Uh, Jay got written out in DC Rebirth, making only a short cameo appearance when um, Flash uh, Barry Allen was traversing the multiverse on the cosmic treadmill with Batman. Aren't those great words to piece together? Comic books are great. Jay Garrick's wife, Joan, a speedster? Joan was not a speedster. She is okay. just a normal... There are no... None of the um, female love interests are speedsters. Okay. Iris is actually from the future, and um, Linda is just a normal person. They have kids who are speedsters. They have twins, uh, Jay and Iris. Um, and then Bart. I don't think he ever married a speedster or anything like that. Unless one of them ended up dating Jesse Quick. But whatever. Uh, let's go to Zoom. Zoom, 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 Zoom. Hunter Zolomon. He premiered in The Flash, Secret Files and Origins, number three. Another kind of ignob- obnoxious title. 2001, Jeff Johns, Scott Collins. Collins, Collins. Uh, Collins, oh God, I'm sorry. A little different than the show, but no less traumatic. Hunter was a young adult in college with a distant relationship with his parents. He came home one day to police outside his house and discovered that his father was a serial killer of little girls and murdered his mother before being gunned down by the police. Uh, This incident drove Hunter to a career of criminal psychology in the FBI. He made a misjudgment on a case. Um, Basically, he believed that this criminal wasn't going to like use a gun based on his psych uh, psychoanalysis but then he ended up using a gun uh hi joey um <laughs> uh so but then he ended up using a gun which he was shot in the knee ah, which gave him made him the need to use a cane for the rest and he was fired from the fbi obviously uh, later, he was actually paralyzed by Gorilla Grodd during an Iron Heights prison break. So he was, uh, by this time, he was friends with Barry, and he asked him to go back in time, or sorry, he was friends with Wally, the current Flash, Wally West, to ask him to go back in time and prevent his paralysis. Wally refused. Hunter, upset, tried to use the cosmic treadmill himself, which apparently is just housed at the Flash Museum. Um, which uh, caused it to explode, and the instance derailed him from time, giving him super speed. They come up with the lamest excuses to give characters super speed. I swear to Christ. All right. Okay. 
He then makes it his mission to introduce tragedy into Wally's life in order to make him a better hero because he didn't think he was a good hero to him in his time of need. Such incidents include giving Wally's wife a miscarriage. What the fuck? Um, which was later time displaced. Like, okay, here's this. This is what I love about the Flash. All right, so Zoom's like first act of hatred is to give Linda a miscarriage of their twins, and with his super speed, and he's like, ha ha ha! Now you'll experience real pain, Wally. And then, like, while well, he's like, ah, and then they run, they run, they run, because that's what they do. They run super fast. And at, at some point, like, like Zoom's trying to speed up so we can kill Linda. But um, Wally catches up with him and, like, tackles him. And then Zoom gets caught up in his own time sonic boom. And therefore, that ripple causes his incident with Linda to never happen. So therefore, she, like, becomes nine months pregnant in an instant and starts giving birth to the twins. Uh, like, this is comic books, guys. <laughs> wow. This yeah. is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fucking God. All right. Well, we haven't seen much of him lately, but that's comic books. If you didn't, if you thought the show was weird, I assure you, they're toning it down. Flash is actually one of the worst perpetrators of this just because of the speed force is the most ambiguous force of power in the DC universe. There's no real rules to it. It's like this fifth dimensional bullshit place that gives everyone super speed. I don't know. <laughs> so Like the four Star Wars. Yeah. There you go. All right. Let's uh let's move Without on. What? Mitochlorians. Without the shitty mitochlorians. Mita? Mita mito? Who cares? All right. Uh, let's move on to... I, st- I talked of time remnants, and maybe some of you listeners are going, hey, I didn't freaking get that either. What was the deal with that? They were making, like, duplicates of themselves? They were going back in time and pulling them their old selves out of time? I don't get it. Connor, I asked you kindly to look into time remnants and see if you can create a sort of explanation that hopefully maybe at least if I will understand then maybe someone else will so I'll pass the buck so kind of what you were just saying where the speed force is a mysterious entity whatever and it just kind of exists and does things that because it is what it is it just is (laughs) that's kind of what the show does with time remnants they kind of explain stuff And then they give more explanation, which kind of contradicts what they previously said. And when you first told me yesterday about this yesterday to research it, first thing I did, because I didn't know what they were, I didn't know like a definition. I Googled it and there's at least six videos that I saw like time remnants explained. And they're not all the same definition. (laughs) Of course not. I just want what they wanted to do in the the show. The best way I can describe them is... It's when a speedster travels through time, either forwards or backwards, and pulls that version of themselves back into the, in quotes, present time period. Okay, so So I'm Barry. I go back in time. Do I grab the back in time version of myself? You would... 
so it's easier to explain uh, kind of what happened, what I believe happened in the finale. Okay, so, go for it. The Flash is racing Zoom in the whatever that death machine is. Yeah, sure. And realizes that he couldn't stop Zoom, so he travels back in time to a moment when he's still racing with Zoom, with himself. That's why there's two of them. Oh, my God. So because he, because the future version of himself kills himself, the current timeline continues on. I have this all written out, so oh. let me just try to go back to the... Let me... Okay, so if there are minimal changes done to the timeline, the timeline will fracture, causing a time remnant to be created. If there are major changes done to the timeline, an alternate timeline is created instead. Okay. So there are three possible time remnants. There's a time remnant from the future, which is when a speedster pulls a future version of themselves back from the uh, to the present. Case in point, the finale when Barry's future times, future self comes back and helps the current version of him, but then kills himself in the process, so there's no time paradox or anything like that. Uh-huh. And the reason why he's able to come back to the future, come back to technically his past, kill himself, nothing happened, is because the future is undetermined and in flux. Mm-hmm. So that was just a possible future self that died. Oh, God. I'm following, but because, though. But because he changed, technically changed his own past, he, that timeline ceased to exist. So it's okay. That's a grandfather paradox. Uh, yes. I believe, I believe that's what that's called. <laughs> like, and, <laughs> be, because he changed it so much so that that future never existed, that future would never have an opportunity to come back in time to change the past. <sighs> now, so then there is a time remnant being pulled from the past, which is what Hunter Zolomon does in order to trick the Flash team when they go to Earth 2. Okay. He needs to pull a version of himself from his past in order to be technically in two places at once. And it seems that if the kind of what I was talking about earlier, if the speedster kills the time remnant before any like major changes are done, really take notice, I guess, and they're able to live their lives. Um, it's when things kind of get tricky uh, in the final version of it, when the uh, time remnant is protected by the speed force. Oh my God. What? So Why are the they re- protected by the speed force? So the reverse flash, Eobard Thawne, in the end of season one, we see him witness Eddie Thawne's death, uh-huh. which then in turn makes him cease to exist. Yes. But because the reverse flash is such a prominent figure and has manipulated the timeline so much, he can't simply not exist because then the flash wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. So the speed force allows his timeline to continue to exist up, even though his ancestors don't exist anymore, it allows Eobard Thawne to exist up until the point where he dies in the end of season one. But, oh my God. So he, do, he doesn't have a past because his future or his ancestor was killed, and he doesn't have a future because he died in season at the end of season one. So the Eobard Thawne that we see in season two and in of other shows is a time remnant. And okay. that's why he has to continue moving because he's being hunted down by 
the Black Flash, who takes care of time remnants. Okay, so like this also introduces like the Omega Man principle um, theory. I'm not familiar what the Omega Man principle is. So in that, in that, like because you can only perceive yourself. Um, Everything is relative. Yeah, which is why time remnants kind of exist. <laughs> but because, because one ma- one person's past is another person's future is another person's present. So yeah, the Omega Man principle is that you will be the last surviving person on Earth because you any any existing timeline that would be created involving your death simply doesn't exist because you ceased existing at that point and you jump into a different timeline involving one that does involve your survival. Sure. <laughs> So this is saying this is sort of putting importance on like the current TV flash saying, oh yes, like and it it's like every TV show has the Omega Man principle uh, because they don't kill the main characters, um, right? And in that in that uh, because even though Eddie Thon killed himself and eliminated all the ancestors for like the next thousand of years and all their influence and changed all of that shit. Eobard Thon still dies at that exact moment. He's the only one that disappears and then causes change in the future. And I'm just like, oh, whatever. Okay, fine. <sighs> yeah. So in summary, a time remnant <laughs> is basically the leftover speedster from a timeline that no longer exists due to changes in the what we perceive as the present. Oh, thank you. It does make sense now. I do get it. Kind of. Yes. It's still stupid. It's yeah. But. It's still it's still sci-fi workaround for your and it makes kind of Barry invincible because you can just keep producing. He can go back in time by literally half a second. You can go back in time infinitely um, as long as you don't but exist you, in that exact moment. So they say in the series that when he goes back in time to learn from the fake wells to get faster if somebody travels through time and they don't know how to do it a time wraith like basically if they're creating paradoxes they're they're messing up a time wraith will come back and take care of them so Mm -hmm. the speed force doesn't want people traveling back and forward in time but it's going to happen so they let it happen as long as they don't change anything too drastically. Oh, God. Fucking speed force. All They're right. killing people, except when they do. I will accept this. <laughs> I will accept this and call we'll it... We'll put a pin in it until we get more information, but that's all I could figure out right now. Well, at least the writers put a limit on it. <laughs> it's like, we can't... During, go... that, during that whole explanation you guys were talking, you ever see that scene out of Hangover when he's got all the numbers crunching <laughs> above his head to do the <laughs> jack? That's all I saw. <laughs> you guys... It is easier with a, like a whiteboard and drawing arrows and stuff, but I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to explain that over a podcast. So. Uh, that's true. It's true. So, uh, listeners, imagine an arrow. <laughs> imagine a whiteboard that perfectly explained this in the childish fashion that they do constantly on the Flash show. <sighs> the whatever all right at I'll, the end of the day it's a tv show and time travel is not real so just accept it there there you go time travel isn't real yet all right that's all all right if either three of us accept, discover time travel let's promise to come back to this exact moment and shove it in the other two's face all right i'll wait Lewis, they told you so and then leave <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't think it happened all right yep nope. <laughs> all right damn it that's disappointing it. all right um Let's move on to fun facts. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface 
this with it, it, it was really uh, uh, bare bones fun facts for uh, season two. So I kind of just threw in some general ones. But uh, the first one, the guy's obvious that um, Henry Allen, who's played or who's played by John Wesley Ship, also played uh, Barry Allen in the 1990 TV show. Did you get um, that uh, Amanda Pays was also there? And they hit- I did, but I didn't think people would really even know who she was. Oh, um, well, I mean, it was kind of a cute relationship when they sat down and it's like, someone else looks like uh, you're. he's glad that you brought Dr. McGee. Because they were the love interest. It was Dr. McGee and Barry Allen. For some reason, Dr. McGee. It was Iris in the pilot, and then they changed it to Dr. McGee. Um, but, you know, Amanda Pace was in the show. Yeah, go ahead. Um. Same with, well, you know, Mark Hamill being a trickster, but uh, I also have that um, throughout the um, show, there's multiple hints at uh, Hal Jordan, who we all know is the Green Lantern. Um, Episode 22, I think this may have been in the first season, uh, uh, Leonard Snart says something about Ferris Air, and Mm -hmm. then it says uh, that the place got shut down. And uh, Barry says that one of their test pilots disappeared, which is the, you know, Hal Jordan's induction to the Green Lantern Corps. Mm-hmm. So uh, I doubt they have the budget to do a Green Lantern. Um, <laughs> Holy cow. They didn't have a budget to do a Green Lantern movie back in 2011. Well, uh, with the budget they're putting into DC Legends, I mean, like, the amount of... Uh, even Honestly, even Flash might have more special effects than Green Lantern. Flash also reuses a lot of theirs, too. Yeah. Okay. For the amount of CGI that's used in those shows, a good portion of the episodes are done in, like, just the the conference rooms. And, like, like, there's really – there is a lot of CGI, and they'll use it for, like, the King Sharks and stuff like that. But there is a lot of him running around that's just rehashed that people don't really notice unless you're looking at it. Oh, man. Uh, King Shark and Gorilla Grodd look awesome for being a CW uh, TV show. Like, they did those really well. Surprised Um, that King Shark came out as well as he did. (laughs) Right. That could have been really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, wasn't... um, Ah, shit. I forgot what I was going to say. I got distracted. Continue on, Tom. Um, Another one I have on Enter Zoom. I think that's the episode where Zoom, like, pretty much just owns Barry and... (laughs) Uh, embarrasses him. Um, you see Dr. Wells and Earth 2 working in his lab. On the TV, the news anchor says the identity of the hood, which we all know is the Arrow, is revealed. And it's uh, actually not Arrow, or it's not Oliver Queen, it's Robert Queen, who is um, Oliver's dad. Um, so this ties back to the, the movie Justice League uh, Flashpoint Paradox, where um, Swain was Batman. Instead of uh, Bruce Wayne, I, so act- I thought that was a little. <laughs> I'm not quite certain it was a flashpoint poll. I want to say it was a uh, um, Earth Two is every superhero's dad poll. Um, I think it was like to f- hmm. like because like Flash's dad is the original Flash on Earth. Oh, is he not on Earth Two? He's on Earth Three, isn't he? Three. He's yeah, because oh. he was the guy in the Iron Mask at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was the original Jaguar. Okay, right, right. so maybe, maybe not then. All right, because like, what if Ray Palmer's dad was the first Adam, and they just called him Al Pratt or something? Um, or you know, oh, uh, there was also another hint at uh, Hal Jordan in one of the in one of the episodes in season two. They do a small cut 
of uh, they do a smash cut to a bomber jacket that just says Jordan on it, and they don't yeah. show the guy's face, and he just walks off the screen. And I go, really? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. And the last, like I said, it's pretty bare bones. The last one I got um, was that if you know, when Flash came out, it was a huge success, and like it pretty much over exceeded all their expectations. If uh, if it would have crashed and burned, he was just going to be thrown back into Arrow and be be one up, if you will, mm-hmm. and uh, just be a regular on Arrow. Yeah, so. a recurring. Yeah, and now so. we've got all the other fucking shows. We've got spinoffs. Five total Arrowverse shows now. Well, is Black Lightning considered? Is that going to tie in? Yeah, that's that'll coming up. Yeah, that'll be an Arrowverse show. It's made by the same showrunners. Berlanti, the Berlanti verse. <laughs> it's too much. It's just too much so, TV to watch in one week. It is. No, there's not time. Five I, hours. That's why I was burned out by the end of uh, towards the end of season three of Flash because it's just all the TV shows trying to catch up. I just didn't have time. I just didn't want to watch any of them anymore. I know. I'm. Well, I, I start mixing them up too. Yeah. Like, oh. Wait, that happened on Arrow? Okay. <laughs> so it, it's nuts. I uh, know, but like I, I started watching DC Legends and then I get to the final episode and then like, spoilers, the final episode has like them going back like five months or whatever the, the real time moment passed where they left because uh, the show ran for eight months. So they're back eight months after the events of Flash Season 2 and Arrow Season 4, and then one of the characters gets back and starts being like, oh, the world is different. And I'm like, I had to stop it, because I went, are you fucking kidding me? I gotta watch all Arrow Season 4's bullshit in order to, like, understand what's happening in Legends right now? God damn it. Ugh. Arrow Season 4, that was rough. (laughs) If you start falling asleep on every episode, I don't think your show works anymore. It got better. Season five's not that bad. Oh, well, we have something to root for. Um, Let's see. Any other fun things we'd like to discuss about Flash season two? Maybe a character we wish we would have saw, or, I mean, I'm sure season three has all these fun things happening. I haven't seen a lick of season three. All I know is that the main villain of season three is, again, a fucking speedster. And it's (laughs) like, could you drop it? That's two in a row. And you're going for three? Oh. The main, be- the early on villain of season three is not a speedster, which is refreshing. But then after the mid series break, it's a speedster again. Okay, that's and what I'm gonna say. I was I was just so done, and then I'm expecting. I know that Wally West comes. I mean, they obviously hinted at the fact that. Wally's going to be Kid Flash, and Jesse's going to be Jesse Quick. So now you're going to have all these fucking speedsters running around all the well, fucking time. They the Black Flash, too, at the end, didn't they? Yeah. The race took Solomon away. Mm-hmm. Like, so, then he turns into I'm the sure Black Paul Racer, and it's just like, whatever. Everybody's super fast. We get it. Introduce a different superpower. Or, you know, maybe just something interesting. At least, like, that's why I kind of miss the show yeah. Alphas. You know, it, it's it's kind of upsetting that the Flash is known for his rogue galleries, and they'll have you know, like a villain of the week, like a Mirror Master or Weatherman or like whatever Weather Roy Wizard. Bivolo. And they'll like fight for the week, and then they just like go away. I wish they would kind of do something similar to 
a Legends of Tomorrow season two where it's like, hey, we're all going to get together and our season long arc is going to be fighting against the Flash. Like them all team up instead of it just being like one, 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 just I don't know. I, I just wish they would do more team ups, I guess. It I seemed to work well in Legend season two. I don't know. That's kind of how like Buffy did it, right? Back, Remember back in the day, good old Buffy, where like certain yeah, characters would eventually just start teaming up. And then you had the trio in like season six. And then eventually you had the first, which was every single main villain from every season. And you're like, yeah, this is dope. You're bringing back all the old actors. Look at that. Whole seven years worth of shit. Oh my God. Now I feel like a true fan. Like I feel like my commitment has paid off. When 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 all these actors come in for literally five minutes of work just for me to go, hey, you're not forgotten. <laughs> you still exist. We appreciate you. <laughs> All right. I don't think the actress who plays Patty Spivitt, I don't think that TV show got picked up for either a run or a second season. So hopefully she comes back, even if it's only for a short while. But given <sighs> the events that have happened, that will not happen. Probably. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. <laughs> I want Patty Spivitt. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, like, they've got to uh, they've got to they've got to do a terrible joke where like where like they come back. And it, and obviously Patty and Barry just had sex or something, you know, and and somebody says an extremely inappropriate joke, like like like, oh, Patty, did you swallow or did you spit it? And it's like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ! Because <laughs> right. that's just, I don't know, that's what I would write into the show <laughs> if I was or, running or the CW. They're carrying a couch up the stairs, and somebody yells, Spivet! <laughs> Spivet! 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 <laughs> What's an about uh, face? Well, you've got a spivet on your heel. Uh... Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> your exasperated size is what I'm looking for. The jokes are not for you. They're for me. <laughs> That's why I tell them. <laughs> I don't make other people laugh. I'm just trying to get through this crazy world on my own. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think that'll do it today. Um, that, let's wrap it up. Uh, Super Movie Studies is recorded and produced. Uh, ish. All right. <laughs> Somebody talk uh, about the iTunes. <laughs> talk about the iTunes stuff. Rate, subscribe. Um, by the time this episode airs, we'll, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, that will be on the, the every <sighs> month, once a month. Um, correct. Uh, uh, so. Um, is it the first Monday of the month? Let's just say the first Monday of the month. All right. So the first Monday of the month, uh, check us out. Um, leave us a rating. We love to hear it. We'll read your uh, your rating on the air. Uh, if it's four or lower, don't rate us. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, check us out. This is coming from the guy, the first guy to ever rate us. <clears throat> That's how I roll. Before even any of the hosts rated ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to get in contact with any of us, you can uh, contact Twitter Tom, the wonderful man that's been the co-host on the show. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at super, the letter M, studies. And uh, that's how I got in contact uh, for this episode. If you want to continue any discussions, feel free to drop him a line. Yeah. Do you have a Twitter challenge of the week? It's not going to be of the week anymore. It's of the month. Of the month? That's right. Of the month. A whole month of tweeting. Oh, my goodness. Expl- 
time remnant in one sentence or less. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Using all your emojis describe <laughs> Yes, emojis only. <laughs> emojis only like find uh find the most creative use of the phrase time remnant in any way. Include like hashtag time remnant and just like either what you would use it for. Um explaining it only through emojis. Um, or like, I don't know, like what, how would an average person use a time remnant? Like a really bitchin' threesome, I would guess. Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of a better way. Like, out of all if you're saying that you wouldn't have sex with your own time remnant, you're a fucking liar. That's exactly right. Like, I would do me. That's, that's the whole point of self-confidence. When you can say that and you're like, yeah. Sex with yourself is just masturbation, so it's okay. There it is. I mean, whether or not I'm using my hand or my own asshole, who cares? <laughs> But the problem oh, is, I'm going to have to kill a mid-coitus in order to protect the timeline. <laughs> Someone's got to die, so no one will know about it. It's okay. <laughs> Time remnants are there fucked are no, up, guys. There's no downsides to this. <laughs> none. None. I get to have sex and murder someone. That's awesome. <laughs> and I get to murder myself. And I've always wanted to do that. Oh, this got real. All right. Uh, that'll do it today. I'm your host, Michael Maurer. Twitter time. And Connor Cahill. All right, and I hope you all have a super week. Bye. Bye. All right, we're done. My funny Valentine. Sweet comic Valentine. Some things that happened for the first time Seem to be happening again And so it seems that we have met before And laughed before Whoa. And loved